Welcome to Waypointers, the podcast for agency and tech leaders designed to bring you the best insight, advice, and discussion from the leading lights within the agency and technology landscape. Produced by Waypoint Partners, this podcast equips technology and agency leaders with the tools to overcome the unique challenges they face to increase value and turbocharge business growth. Every episode brings together industry pioneers and our own in-house specialists on growth advisory and M&A to share illuminating conversations that will help your agency or tech business reach its full potential. You can subscribe to Waypointers on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music. I hope you enjoy this episode of Waypointers. My name is Jamie Lermont. I'm an advisor at Waypoint and I'm back today and excited to be joined by Jenny Hughes and Jody Williams, business partners, entrepreneurs and founders of the Marketing Pod based in the West Midlands in the UK. Jen, Jody, welcome. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us as a guest. We um, are super excited to be here. We love listening to the Waypointers podcast, so glad that we can be contributing. A bit of background before we dive in. The Marketing Pod is an award-winning full-service B2B marketing and strategic communications agency, working with clients across sectors, but with a specialism in ESG, decarbonisation and renewable energy. You've worked with NPower Business Solutions, E.ON, National Grid, Orsted, AMP Clean Energy, as well as Mobica and Ripley and other sectors. Recently, the pod was also ranked number 25 by Great Places to Work and number 14 for the UK's best workplaces for well-being. Today, we're going to be talking about Jenna Jody's B2B marketing background and their inspiration to found the marketing pod in the first place. Secondly, we'll be talking about the complex marketing requirements for a sector wanting to demonstrate its commitment to sustainability balanced with the ongoing use and historical dependence on fossil fuels. And finally... Being female founders in an industry traditionally dominated by men. So, first of all, Jen, I wonder if you could tell us a bit about your background and what inspired you both to start the marketing pod in the first place. Yes, of course. So, going back a little while, obviously, both Jodie and I graduated as marketeers. And we had um, careers across many different sectors. We worked in financial services, we worked in utilities, we worked in telecoms, but particularly kind of specialising in B2B, really. And by the time we met, we met at a large utility, which was a B2B energy supplier. We had different roles. I was in a kind of a, a product role. Jody was in a marketing role. And we had the same kind of frustrations, I guess, which is where the thought for the marketing pod came from, because we ended up in a situation where we were managing multiple different agencies. And whilst they were all brilliant and they were great at their own kind of individual things, there were no crossovers between them. And it became difficult to get them to understand sometimes what the proposition was or what the marketplace was. And we ended up repeating ourselves quite frequently and redoing things and things were coming back. And we'd end up where the PR agency wouldn't necessarily speak to the brand agency, who wouldn't necessarily speak to the digital agency, for example. So we ended up in this kind of crossover situation where we were quite often rebriefing and redoing things. And we just had this vision that perhaps it was kind of a better way to do things and to pull things together from a much more of an integrated basis, really, which is kind of where the original thought from for the marketing pod came from. And just out of interest, I speak to a lot of agencies' clients who often tell me that agencies generally don't typically understand enough about the business objectives and the commercial objectives and the strategy of their business. Is that something that resonates with you? Massively so. And I think 
you know, to be totally honest with you, we didn't have any agency experience, but we had an awful lot of client side experience. So we understood absolutely what it means to set business objectives. We understand what it's like to have targets and we understand what the client needs in order to hit those targets. So whilst we didn't start the pod with an awful lot of agency experience, in fact, absolutely none whatsoever, we had quite a lot of client side understanding. And it's that I think that has enabled us to have these much closer relationships with clients because we understand what it's like to be in their shoes. We, you know, we want to know everything there is to know and particularly about their growth strategy or their objectives or what it might be specifically that they're looking for. So yes, absolutely. I'd say we we kind of did see that and that's something we wanted to make sure we could provide for clients. Jodie, did you have any additional frustrations with, um, you know, with the agencies that you worked with previously and did that feed into the marketing pod? Absolutely. I think just to complement what Jen was saying there, all of the frustrations we had are what we've kind of turned into positives for the pod. So obviously we worked client side and as well as the fact we can be, you know, we empathize with our clients. We know that whilst having a campaign that drives awareness is important, ultimately they've got objectives to meet. You know, it's all about the bottom line at the end of the day. But we also brought over with us lots of good practices. So we brought over with us the structure, the processes, the work-life balance that often you find in in-house businesses. We've, we've brought that over with us. This concept of agencies working all hours of the day is completely alien to us. And that's not something we ever want our employees to do. So the things that, you know, some of those good things from Corporate Bill we've brought across with us. In terms of the frustrations, exactly what Jen said, the um, lack of um, integration, you know, you'd have to brief multiple different agencies. It's like playing Chinese whispers. The lack of integration, um, often at these interagency days, you've got a bit of, is it pigeons that puff out their chests? <laughs> I, get, I get my um, <laughs> sayings mixed up all the time, but you kind of get a lot of guarded behaviors which isn't great for the client you know you need that one point of contact you need that the consistent communication you don't want to have to repeat conversations and briefs and actually I think the pod is different because you have that single point of contact across all of your communications from the messaging the strategy right the way through to you know digital execution and which is a lot more efficient and fast for our clients and probably a much better experience as well for the client. Absolutely. And better for the campaign deliverables as well. So I think whilst it was frustrating at the time, you know, 10 years ago, actually that's kind of, because it frustrates us, that's been great for us because we've set out to not be that. It's a perspective that not many agency owners have, I think, because uh, typically you see a lot of people working with an agency and then going client side. And obviously you've done that in the opposite direction. So as you mentioned, it's been 10 years since the marketing pod was founded. What changes have you noticed in the agency sphere in that time and and how have you been able to adapt to those changes? I think it's changed a lot. (laughs) I'd say that's probably the first thing that we've seen. So yeah, it's been 10 years and I think we have seen an increase in the number of agencies that offer integrated services. So whilst we kind of set out to be that from day one, We've definitely seen more and more of those kind of truly integrated agencies coming up, which is great, actually. We've seen a call for really specialised services. You know, the fact that we are B2B specialists is something our clients are looking for, to be honest. The fact that we understand that market space, particularly now in light of, you know, sustainability, ESG, strategic communications, all of those things are becoming a huge priority for our clients. And I think 
having those specialised services is becoming, you know, really, really important to them. There is obviously huge increase in digital, massive in 10 years. I mean, it's it's virtually unrecognisable to how it was. And I think those services are just going to continue to grow and grow. We've got obviously a huge increase in MarTech. The providers on the market have absolutely exploded. There's so many different ways of cutting MarTech now. So that again is huge. And then obviously you've got AI, which is just coming in from a systems point of view, from a processes point of view, and obviously from a services point of view as well for clients and how we offer, you know, how we can kind of really use AI to complement and build better suites of services for clients. And to be honest, we've seen AI coming in in lots of different ways across pod. We've seen it in the dev teams. So the dev teams can use AI for some parts of coding. It makes it, you know, some things faster for them to use that. And obviously, we have seen it come into things like design and content, but I would say not so much there yet. It's good for some things and not good for others, but we're you know actively working all the time and how we use AI and how we will adopt that to make things better for our clients as well. So I think it's changed so much, but I would the, the major changes are around the focus on sustainability and the use of technology. Completely agree. I think the explosion of AI is super exciting. And some of the things that we've seen only this month when we've been talking to clients and to prospects is when they're looking for an agency, how that agency is utilizing AI is super important to them in terms of making sure that they themselves are optimizing their marketing um, and achieving efficiencies. So I think the next few years are going to be super exciting to see how that evolves. We're also seeing over the past 10 years, I think, the way that people are consuming information is is hugely changing and tech is enabling people to have more choice. Obviously, there's hyper-personalization that's been around for quite a while. But, you know, we, we ourselves were seeing so much more demand for bite-sized content for people like me who are a bit impatient and haven't got, haven't got the will to read an 8,000-word paper. But gamification, kind of different ways to get that message across, that's changed. And I, I think you know, in the next five, 10 years, it's going to be such an exciting thing to watch and see how this all unfolds as well. Yeah, I completely agree. It's a huge amounts of disruption. And um, I think most of us are sitting here trying to figure out how that's uh, going to manifest over the, the coming years. Mm. So Jodie, um, while the energy sector is moving increasingly towards decarbonisation and renewables, it's still very much in a transitional period. How do you communicate green actions effectively and help your clients avoid falling into the, the trap of greenwashing? Yeah, it's, a, it's such a hot topic at the minute. So I think the growth in sustainability, we're on our own journey and we're seeing it taking place not only in energy, but across all sectors. You know, it's, it's of such interest to investors, businesses, consumers. And a recent report that, that we read this week um, highlighted that investors, people haven't got a clear ESG action plan, 50% of investors are willing to divest away from that business. So it just shows you how how important it is. I think the increasing regulations around kind of green comms has caused a bit of scare, rightly. You know, the green claims code from the CMA is something that businesses should most definitely familiarise themselves with because getting it wrong, you know, the quite hefty fines in play. Yeah, there's quite a few people have got it wrong, isn't there? Yeah, there are. There are. A bit of a shameless plug. We've got two lovely blogs on our website um, that kind of explain about knowing your green claims code. So, you know, check that out if you want to. But in terms of communicating green actions, I think there's two key things. Recognise 
it is a long journey. It is. Uh, it's not one of these tactical kind of, you know, short, short initiatives. It is a strategic move. I think it's important as well to be clear and honest and transparent on your goals and where you are today. And it's okay to not be the most sustainable business today, as long as you are being honest about where you are and how you're going to get where you are as well. We've worked with clients who have missed their target and that's okay because they've brilliantly communicated why they missed their target and it's helped them understand their positioning themselves but also that because they've been honest about missing the target or you know not being quite where they wanted to be they've taken their employees and their clients along that journey with them to show that actually it's quite a tough thing to do. I think what worries me with greenwashing at the minute is that so many people are scared about getting it wrong because of the the hefty fines and all of the naming and shaming that's been going on. I think we could see green hushing taking place where, and I think that would be a real shame because I think if you have got a great story to tell, tell it, but just tell it in the right way because it could inspire other businesses to see what you're doing on your journey, what actions you're taking and inspire people to take those actions as well, however big, however small. So I think definitely get clued up, get familiar with what the, you know, what the code is and then communicate it. If you've got something good to say, shout about it. Just do it in the right way. <laughs> and so presumably your, you know, your role in that is to help give the clients or your clients the confidence to, you know, to have that narrative and, and project that. Absolutely. It's a big part of, you know, what we do. Sustainability comms, ESG comms. And it's about, you know, making sure that you have that clear goal in place and the clear plan as to how you're going to get there and that you're communicating every step of the way on those small actions, you know, it is, it's a strategic move. It's not a tactical initiative. Yeah. It certainly seems to be a front and center on the, the boardroom tables these days compared with, you know, maybe 15, 20 years ago where it was perhaps not mentioned as often and certainly wasn't central to the, the strategic part of the business. On a slightly different topic, the energy sector has traditionally had a large male voice from a female perspective and as, as female founders were there any challenges in navigating that through your engagement and the, the growth of the business do you know it's an, it is an interesting question i think is the is there a bias towards men in the energy industry yes yes there is but there are some really great initiatives underway that we also champion there's the one which is the women's utility network i think there is a lot of change taking place and get to get more women into this amazing, exciting and growing sector. And I think Jen and I have been really lucky. We've in the corporates that we've worked in, whether it's been in financial services or energy, we've been surrounded by really great role models, men and women, who even to this day we still access as mentors. I think that's been pivotal in helping us set up the pod because it kind of, you know, gave us the confidence to to kind of yield to our ambitions and just go for it. And having people around us that have supported our personal and professional development was was a key enabler. EDI is super important to the pod. And one of the things that we're super proud of is in the recent Great Places to Work research that an audit that they did on the pod, it just shows that we're getting things right. And I think whilst there is a bias towards men today in the sector, I think it'll be so different in 10 years time. I think it's going to be so exciting to see how how that does change. And hopefully Jen and I can become mentors and help other people through through the sector change. I think that would be a great opportunity for us. The, I mean, the, the whole sector has diversified so massively from large 
corporate entities to so many that have come in as startups. Clean tech is huge. The sector is changing massively and you can see and feel that and, and therefore the people are as well. So if you walk around an event, if you'd walk around that event 10 years ago, it does not look like the event you walk around today. And I think that's a really good thing. You know, I think that's an amazing thing. The, the people are changing, the culture is changing and everything that goes with that. As Jodie said, to be fair, we've had some amazing colleagues and mentors over the years which have shaped the behaviours on which the pod is built and we wouldn't change that in any way. So we have had brilliant men and women as part of our professional lives. Yeah, and I know I know how uh, important culture is to you guys. It's probably also worth me mentioning that uh, you also recently did a podcast with Alan Smith, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur, which goes into quite a bit more detail on your backstory and the cultural aspects of the pod than we're able to cover today. If any of our listeners are interested, you can go and check that out on all of the usual platforms. Jen, you've been on this growth journey, particularly in the recent sort of three, four years. You've also just finished your most successful year to date. But what's next? What does the marketing pod look like for your staff and for your clients in the coming years? Okay, so I think we would want to continue on our growth trajectory, but we want sustainable measured growth. So we're very clear on where we want that to be in in what areas that we would like that to be. So we would like to see the agency continue to grow. Some things will remain true to the agency today as they did in the first place, which is all about being integrated, bringing integrated services to our clients and making sure that everything works for them as hard as it possibly can. I think the strategic communication arm of the business will grow. We can see a lot more of that in sustainability and ESG comms, as we talked about before. So I think there'll be a lot more to do there. But also, we don't want pod to change culturally. We want it to stay the same. So remaining on that great place to work, register and being great for well-being, a nice place to work that culturally the guys enjoy coming to work. I think that is also super important to us. And we are also on our own B Corp journey, which is an exciting one to be on. So I guess I would say that we would have achieved that as well, which I think we'd all be super, super proud of. We want the agency to obviously continue on its success. We want to be working with businesses that have shared values, um, you know, and help them. We want to help them become better, you know, and help them on their sustainability journey. Going around the different events now to see the exciting technology coming through, I really think the sustainability space is so exciting and I, I genuinely cannot wait to see how it will evolve over the next five, 10 years. Jodie, Jen, thank you very much for sharing your story, your insight and your experience with myself and our listeners today. I'm very much looking forward to seeing what the future holds and how the pod continues to evolve over the coming years. Great to speak to you and thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Waypointers. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more from agency and tech leaders, please subscribe to Waypointers on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music. This podcast is brought to you by Waypoint Partners, a leading global growth and M&A advisory firm specializing in the creative and tech agency sectors. For bespoke advice on growing your agency or tech business, please visit waypointpartners.co.uk and follow Waypoint Partners on social media.